Hello, my name is Chris Summers and I'm pressing the starter to give you a five minute talk on the endocrine system. What do I want to talk to you about? What is the endocrine system? What are hormones? What is the function of the endocrine system and glands? And talk to you about the feedback loop that regulates it all and keeps it all in check. Okay, so let's jump right in. The endocrine system is made up of a number of glands called endocrine glands. And they're specifically called endocrine because they secrete a substance called a hormone, a chemical messenger, into the blood. These differ from exocrine glands as these glands secrete substances out of the body that exit the body. An example of an exocrine gland would be your salivary glands or sweat glands. Now the endocrine glands then are largely involved in homeostasis. That is keeping all the body systems in check. And just like the nervous system, they regulate all your other body systems. Now they do this a different way. They use chemical messengers called hormones and each gland secretes a different hormone and each gland has a different function. You have 10 glands and the best way for us to talk about them is to go through them in check say where they are anatomically speaking and give you a brief overview of what they summary what they do so let's start at the top most important gland of all these the regulator or boss of them all is the hypothalamus and the pituitary glands now the hypothalamus and pituitary glands are the boss because they secrete a hormone that tells the other endocrine glands to do their job to secrete other hormones these are called tropic hormones now they do this as the hypothalamus actually regulates the blood levels of various different hormones and it tells the pituitary then to start secreting the, the various different substances it needs to. The hypothalamus then is the interface between your nervous and your endocrine systems so it's a very very important function in that regard. Hypothalamus and pituitary are both found in the cranial cavity. Also in the cranial cavity is the third of our glands called the pineal gland and basic overview of this is that the pineal glands largely involved with the sleep cycle won't go any more into it other than that working our way down inferiorly we enter the neck where we will find the thyroid gland and your thyroid gland is involved with secreting thyroid hormones and these thyroid hormones are largely involved with the body's metabolism and they work on most of the cells in the body as such Behind the thyroid glands, you have the appropriately named parathyroid, and the parathyroid glands is involved with producing a substance that regulates calcium homeostasis. Okay, so controlling calcium levels in the blood. In children, we find another gland just posterior or behind the sternum in the thorax, and that is called the thymus. Your thymus gland is largely involved with the development of the immune system and in adulthood post-puberty we see that it shrinks down to nothing. If we continue our journey down we enter into the abdomen where we'll find the most famous of all the endocrine glands, the pancreas. And your pancreas is largely involved with regulating blood sugar and I'm sure you knew that even before this discussion. Also in the abdomen you find the adrenal glands and the adrenal glands do a number of things. They obviously secrete adrenaline and adrenaline with the nervous system is involved with coordinating that fight or flight response okay it's also involved in metabolism and lots of other things like many of these the most inferior anatomically speaking of all the glands then are your gonads and whether you have testes or ovaries these are involved in the production of sex hormones and involved in reproduction 
So you can see that all of these glands produce a hormone and these hormones then act somewhere else in the body on an area called a target organ or target cell. Okay, the last thing I want to talk to you about then is the feedback loops, the way in which these endocrine glands know to switch on or off. They're also known as cascade or an axis, and they all are regulated by the hypothalamus and pituitary, so they're often given the very catchy name of hypothalamus pituitary something axis. And an example that I will use as a bias X ENT surgeon is the thyroid, of course, the gland in the neck. So let's talk about that hypothalamus pituitary thyroid axis, or HPT axis. Now, how does this cascade or feedback loop work? Well, your hypothalamus is constantly looking at your blood levels of various different hormones. In our case here, for thyroid hormones. If it notes that the thyroid hormones are low inside the blood, it will tell the pituitary to secrete a tropic hormone called thyroid secreting hormone. And this thyroid secreting hormone will pass in the blood to the thyroid and tell your thyroid, start producing thyroid hormone. It then produces thyroid hormones and these then travel to the target organs and do their bidding, start metabolism. The feedback loop comes here, where the hypothalamus notes that this increase in thyroid hormones in the blood, it tells the pituitary to stop secreting thyroid secreted hormone and by doing so, it switches off the thyroid. And each of the endocrine systems has a variation of this axis, okay? So quite complex to get your head around, but a very, very important principle. So that is the endocrine system. Today I've spoken about the endocrine system. We said that it's made up of glands that secrete chemical messengers called hormones that act on target cells and have a variety of functions. And we also then finished off to say that they are regulated by feedback loops or axis or cascades as they're also known. Thanks a lot for listening and we will catch you in the next one.